This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, it's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome, welcome to episode number 22 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. Man, we are back after a week hiatus. Man, if you guys were wondering why we're not coming back after a week, it's because, yeah, I've been having dental problems with my wisdom tooth, yes. I'm this old and I haven't taken my wisdom tooth out yet and it's been giving me issues. It's been causing me to get fevers. So, yeah, word of advice, guys. Whenever you can, just take your wisdom tooth out. Just take, a, just, take, just take them all out. Just take them out. Anyway, thank you guys for all the support. Thank you guys for listening, for being here, for all you new listeners. If you haven't subscribed yet, you know, if you've been listening on iTunes, tune in, Spotify, you can go subscribe, rate, and review. That will help us immensely. Man, well, what are we talking about this week? There's a lot been going on in sports, especially in basketball, but... Since the NFL season's been over, we said we won't talk about no NFL, but man, Colin Kaepernick and Reed, Mr. Reed, dropped a bombshell on us. They settled with the NFL. We're going to talk about that and what that means moving forward for Colin Kaepernick. And of course, in the NBA, we have the second half of the season coming up. By the way, we had an amazing All-Star game. Team LeBron made that amazing comeback. (laughs) I just find it pretty funny, right, that LeBron and Kyrie Irving on the same team made another comeback with the help of Kevin Durant on the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, that was pretty hilarious. It was a good game. A lot of dunks, a lot of moves. Dirk and uh, D-Wade, that's the last All-Star game. Man, it's fun. We're going to talk about these things. But with no further ado, guys, let's just get right into it. With, what are you talking about, bro? Huh? What are you talking about, man? What? <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? Let's talk about the NBA second half of the season. It's I've been watching basketball long enough to know that there's one particular team that's consistent over the past 20 years for me. The real contenders tend to show up in the second half of the season. Why? One, home court advantage matters. As much as these athletes want to say home court don't matter in the playoff, yes, it does matter. Because when you get in that crucial game five and that crucial game seven and you need to win that one particular game, home court does matter. So now all these teams have been cruising, i.e. the Golden State Warriors, i.e. Oklahoma City Thunder, the Toronto Raptors. Now they're going to switch it into another gear, at least in my estimation. For sure, the Golden State Warriors. They haven't had the best season because there have been a lot of lingering issues around the rock locker room. Everybody knows first half of the season that infamous Draymond Green and Kevin Durant rift. Talking about kid, um, Draymond telling Kevin Durant, if you want to leave, you can leave now. If you didn't want to be here, we know that whole debacle. But yet, the Golden State Warriors, there's a statistic that really matters. For you to win a championship, you need to be amazing on the road. And right now, the Golden State Warriors have the second best road record in the NBA behind the Milwaukee Bucks. 19 and 9. The Milwaukee Bucks are currently at 20 and 9. NBA season starts again this coming Thursday. What should we expect? Who's going to win the MVP race? That's something I want to start with right there. The MVP race, right? Now in the second half as well, just like every other team is going to turn it into gear, the MVP candidates are going to separate themselves from those people who tend to be pretenders. Right now, my front runner 
is Giannis, the Greek freak. There's some of you who might want to put James Harden up there for what he's been doing with his team with Chris Paul and Clint Capella being injured, but I refute that. You know why? Just like me being a Laker fan. You guys remember Kobe Bryant in 2006? Smush Parker was his starting point guard. Kwame Brown was his starting center. Chris Mingo was his starting power forward. The Lakers that season won 45 games in that Western Conference. Kobe was averaging 35, 6, and 5. And he wasn't even near close winning the MVP. Right now, James Harden, since December 13th, has been averaging 41 points, 8 rebounds, and 9 assists, man. That's some ridiculous numbers. But yet, the Houston Rockets sit in 5th place in the Western Conference. In comparison to Giannis, Giannis is averaging 26 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. And the Bucks are sitting number 1 in the Eastern Conference. If they continue up this play, if Giannis continue up this play, these guys might actually end up in the Eastern Conference Finals. Even the NBA Finals. Yes, I know the Toronto Raptors are still there. But Giannis right now is making the case that he's the old-fashioned front-runner for MVP. And what do I mean by old-fashioned? Most people always vote MVP as these are the certain criteria you need to have. You need to be the best player on the best team. And I've always had issues with that too. Because by the way, not always do people vote that way. Sometimes people vote with their heart. Oh, this guy deserves MVP after X amount of years. We should just give it to him if he has an X amount decent season. But I think this year, this year, Giannis deserves it. And he should get it. Because if that's the consistent voting system we're going to go with, Giannis should win the MVP. Like I said, multiple times already. Now... The other lingering question and the other thing that we need to keep up with and bear in mind for the second half of the season. Who of the lower seed teams are going to stay out of the playoffs? You guys know who I'm going to mention. Are the Lakers really going to miss the playoff with LeBron James? Yes, LeBron has been injured for 19 games. The Lakers have had their issues with rotation. The question has been lingering whether Luke Walton is the good, is the best or is the best or is he a good coach for the Lakers? I have my reservations about this. I just really think that LeBron James might be actually the problem. But I'll get into that another day, another time. The Lakers have issues right now, and that's why they're sitting three games behind the eighth spot in the Western Conference. Newsflash for those of you who have this fanatic hope, who just think in this positive idea. Guys, the Western Conference is not the Eastern Conference. Can the Lakers make the playoffs? Absolutely. I'm a big Laker fan, but I'm also realistic. The Western Conference is just not the Eastern Conference. You can't fall back five games and expect to make that up. There's too much competition. And by the way, the Lakers have the second toughest schedule coming up. 16 other teams they play is over 500. Possibly nine of them will be in the playoffs. Just think about that. Just think about all the competition the Lakers have to go against. The Lakers have to be healthy. LeBron James has to play to his optimum potential. LeBron has to be LeBron has to be just 2009, 2010, 2011 King James. That's what he has to do in order for this Laker team to make up that deficit they have. Yeah, to some of us, three games might not seem a lot, but think about this. Whoever's in eight plays right now, which I believe is the Clippers, they literally have to lose six games in a row and the Lakers have to win six games in a row right now for them to even tie for eight place. That's what the Lakers are going up against. And then you have the Minnesota Timberwolves behind them who are one game behind them. 
And then the Sacramento Kings is a half a game out of the eight spot. So just think about that. Yeah, sure. Sacramento Kings, Los Angeles Clippers. Ah, the Lakers will heat, jump over them. But history has shown if you don't come prepared in the second half of the season, those are the type of things you got to deal with and you might possibly not even make it into the playoffs. So I, this is something that's intriguing and something that we'll have to look forward to uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers. The other thing we need to look forward to and something that's way ahead of us, May and June, people, are you prepared? Are you really prepared to see the Golden State Warriors versus the Milwaukee Bucks or the Toronto Raptors? Matter of fact, the Bucks or the Raptors could could possibly host game one of an NBA Finals ahead of the Golden State Warriors. Because Golden State, as much as I feel like they're going to turn it up, I don't think they care so much about home court advantage. But as are we as fans ready to see that? <laughs> Man, I remember the Milwaukee Bucks in 2001. They had Prime Ray Allen, Glenn Robinson, Sam Cassell, and they couldn't get past Allen Iverson and Eric Snow to make it to the NBA Finals. That's the type of history the Milwaukee Bucks have. We don't even want to talk about the Toronto Raptors. LeBron James owns that franchise. Even when Vince Carter was in his prime, they couldn't make it past the second round. But this year, they have the high probability and possibility to host a game one of an NBA Finals. Are we really ready for that, though? That's something intriguing and something I really look forward to to see if we can get there. Then there's also all these other lingering questions. What about the Boston Celtics? What about the Philadelphia 76ers? They ramped up at the trade deadline. The Sixers got a lot better. Are those pieces going to mesh this second half? I believe so. But there's still this lingering question. How good are they defensively? And that's the same question that applies to the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics rode that wave last year to the conference finals on their defense. Their bench was amazing. Top leading in the NBA behind the Toronto Raptors. And this year, they're very streaky. So what is going to turn out about Aaron Baines? What's going to happen with uh, Marcus Smart? Are they going to get back to the form they were last year? We know Jason Tatum has been growing. And we transition that to the Sixers. Ben Simmons still doesn't have a jump shot. So when that pressure comes in May and April in the playoffs, when they leave you open, are you going to take that jumper, Ben? Are you going to give it up when you're down two? Or rather, yes, when you're down two, you want to go to the free throw line. Are you going to make your free throws? These are all these lingering questions we have to look forward to the second half of the season. And it's going to be interesting how... Teams are going to adjust to the ferocity that's coming. Then the other thing I want to look forward to, man, in the second half of this NBA season. Who's the second best team in the Western Conference? That's something I looked at and I thought about and I lingered upon it before I even spoke about it. And I'm saying to myself, on paper, it looks like the Denver Nuggets or even Oklahoma City Thunder. That's on paper. That's what the records show. But how, again, just like the Sixers and just like the Celtics with their inconsistencies, how are they going to play when playoff time turns up? Right now, the Denver Nuggets are 25-4 and four at home, but they're 500 on the road. That will give you a glimpse of what comes in the playoffs. If you don't win road games in the playoffs, you're most likely, without home court advantage, not going to win a, a series, unless you're the Golden State Warriors. So, really, who is the second best team? We'll find out. As of right now, Golden State is number one. The Nuggets are number two. Behind, there are two games behind them at the number two spot. 
The Oklahoma City Thunder are four games behind the first spot. Then you have the Blazers, Rockets, Jazz, and Spurs. They're all separated by two games. That's what we're looking at right now in the Western Conference. And I would say that, man, the competition is about to be stiff. Every game is going to matter. So you do not want to miss a game coming up in the Western Conference. Anything on TV, reschedule anything you got, work around it because these games are going to matter for all these teams and we are up for something special, man. Whoo, man. The, the, the NBA season, especially now, this is now is when I start really watching and paying attention to the details upon the details because now you see what really matters to a lot of teams. I'm excited about it. I hope you guys are excited about it as well. The numbers are going to fluctuate. The teams are going to slow down. You're not going to see so many 120, 30 games anymore. The teams are going to ramp it up defensively. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you are too. Here's by the numbers. This is your stance of the day. Ah, this is my favorite part of the show where we talk about an amazing statistic that I went back in history to look at that caught my eye that I need to share with you guys. You guys know I love my stats, and these numbers really matter. 90.7, that's the number today, 90.7. And that number belongs to somebody we're going to talk about in our next segment, Colin Kaepernick. He had a 90.7 quarterback rating in 2016. He had 16 touchdowns and 4 interceptions. And yet we have guys like Nate Petterman who throw 19 interceptions in a game, still have a job. And why do you wonder Colin Kaepernick signed that uh, collusion case or not set it up, but he filed that collusion case against the NFL. Because how is it that a guy with those type of numbers don't have a job in the NFL? Hmm. Mark Sanchez still has a job. Nate Petterman has a job. Josh Johnson has a job. Blaine Gabbert still has a job. And these guys are not even half the athlete Colin Kaepernick is. Forget, forget the throwing arm. They're not even the athlete. They can't run like him. They can't do the things they do. Colin Kaepernick went to the Super Bowl, man. That's Super Bowl. And in 2016, he had a 90.7 rating. Like I said, a 90.7. Guys, just think about this. Anybody with a 90-plus QB rating in the NFL is either a starter Oh, he's having an MVP caliber season. Right? Aaron Rodgers was having a down season this year. Supposedly, he had a down season this year. And his QB rating wasn't even wasn't even close to a 90. So just think about that for a minute. Just 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 let that sit there for a second. Keep it in context, Billy. Tell the whole story. I'll tell you guys something that for me, in my adult life, something I come to realize that really is applicable to what's happening to Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed and the NFL. In my adult life, things have become very clear. And for me, that means I'll save my adult life for me. I start to count it from high school. One thing I've learned, friends or acquaintances, when they don't want you to find something out about themselves or their family members or whoever they're trying to protect, they'll try to go to any extent and they will go to any extent to keep whatever information it is not visible, not heard, not seen. They'll pay people off 
They'll do whatever it takes. Why am I mentioning this to you? It's not a coincidence that right before the All-Star Weekend for the NBA, the NFL dropped this bombshell that Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick just settled. It's been reported that the amount just for Colin Kaepernick is between 60 and $80 million. Now, if you know a little history about the NFL, if you've been under a rock for the past two years, newsflash, I'm going to inform you. The NFL, practically in my opinion, blackballed Colin Kaepernick, and I don't care what nobody says. They blackballed Kaep- Kaep- Colin Kaepernick because of his political views. He knelt for the national anthem for something I believe is right. If you agree with me, you can come fight me too. This flag that we sing for, the American flag stands for equality, for equity, for freedom. Not just for the whites, not just for the Asians, not just for the blacks. Rather, as you say it like this, not for the white American or the black American, for the Asian American. It's not a particular race or a particular kind. It stands for everybody on American soil. And the blacks have not been treated as such. And that's why Colin Kaepernick knelt. Granted now, with the blessing of a barrette, a ranger, okay? He told them it would be more respectful if you actually knelt for the flag rather than just sitting. And we all know the story. Colin Kaepernick got blackballed. Nobody wants to give him a job. And every time they come up with an excuse. Oh, he's not good enough. Oh, he hasn't played. And I already mentioned this during my stat of the day. You guys heard it already. Really? Mark Sanchez has a job? Really? Nate Peterman still has a job? Josh Johnson still have a job? Really? And all the other countless incompatible, incompetent quarterbacks? And Colin Kaepernick, 16 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, 90.7 quarterback rating. He still doesn't have a job? Really? Oh, you don't want to sign him? Oh, just because uh, he's not good enough? Seriously? Really? And the N, whoever dropped this news, they dropped it right on the Friday, right before the NBA All-Star game. All-Star weekend, rather. Why would you drop such information right then if this been happening for the longest of time? How long has this been collusion case been going on? Huh? Colin Kaepernick signed his grievance because they believe that the NFL was colluding against them. I don't want to repeat myself, but just think about this for a second, listeners. Just think about this. Just like I mentioned before, people will go to an extent to cover up whatever information they don't want you to find out. And if the NFL settled with Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed, it's because Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed had some incriminating information. I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a judge. I watch some lawyers, some judge shows on TV. I can practically say I, I know a little bit of how things go. When a defendant has information, when they have an actual case and they bring it forward, the prosecution has to disqualify that case to prove it wrong. So why didn't the NFL do that? They did that with some deflated footballs with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not Colin Kaepernick. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. Tom Brady might be the most likable person in the NFL for that matter. Everybody loves his wife. Everybody loves his family. Everybody loves how he attends on social media. Everybody loves how he interacts with everybody else. And even he couldn't keep up with the NFL. He had no evidence. He just had to shut it up, take his four-game suspension, and keep it moving. Ezekiel Elliott, 
Did they have tangible evidence against Zeke? Why did they have to suspend Zeke for six games? He couldn't keep up his case. But for two long years, Colin Kaepernick fought. And he saw it. He didn't. The NFL didn't have to publicly admit that they were blackballing Colin Kaepernick. But the fact that they settled just shows that they had a guilty conscience. It absolutely proved that Colin Kaepernick was on to something. If you want to blackball somebody, if you want to collude, I guess they want to use the word collude because it was a nice word to use. But I actually believe that they actually did collude. I really think some of these owners were calling each other and saying, listen, we don't want to take on this carnival, this whole this whole uh, uh, carnival of Colin Kaepernick and Ed Reed and bring it to our team. We don't want that media attention on our side because they were busy with something that was not good. And I'm talking about the owners. I really believe some of them were doing it. Jerry Jones. Owner of the Dallas Cowboys, if you didn't know, admitted to the fact that the president of the United States, Donald Trump, called him and told him, look, this thing is working out for me. This whole national anthem thing, the backing up of the national anthem thing. First of all, first of all, that just tells you what kind of mindset our president has. He's more concerned about his political gains than actually the well-being and freedom of our citizens. He was more worried about his base caring about the flag and telling an owner to almost blackball his own players, to tell them to mandate some grown men making millions of dollars to stand up for national anthem and to proceed and do what he believes in rather than what they believe in. This is what Jerry Jones admitted. Jerry Jones pretty much said, the president of the United States just told me to do that. And it's not just him, Robert Kraft, Owner of the Patriots, who just won a Super Bowl, six Super Bowl. Congratulations to them again. He's buddy buddy with the president. He's a different owner, man. He's cool. A lot of people talk about him in a good light, but at the same time, you look on his other side. You're like, dude, but why do you associate yourself with the president? And guess what? Because Donald Trump is the president of the United States, and a lot of these owners, I believe, feared him and what he could do if they didn't abide by what he believed in. I think they decided to say, you know what? In the spirit of, uh, what would I say? In the spirit of keeping it all calm. In the spirit of not creating a bigger issue. We're just nice sign Colin Kaepernick. And that's exactly what happened. Now, I have a bigger issue with this. We will never know what was in those NDAs. Because obviously, that's what an NDA is for. You sign it. It's a non-disclosure agreement. You're not going to talk about what you settled for. Something Stephen A. Smith said on ESPN that I ah, made me think about it a little bit. I really want to know what Colin Kaepernick settled for. Not because I'm nosy. Not because I want to talk bad about it. Because I'll never talk bad about him. Because his cause was for a bigger cause. It was just not about football. It was just about humanity and human rights. And what we stand for. My point being is. There are going to be some people out there that say. Oh well Colin Kaepernick settled because it was all about the money. Nah, bro, it wasn't all about the money because the NFL, let's face it, is bigger than Colin Kaepernick. The NFL has more money than Colin Kaepernick, okay? The NFL is his own economy for that matter. And for them to settle, for them to settle, that means Colin Kaepernick had information that was sinking for a long time. 
But I really, this is what just bothers me about this. And I get to the point, man. This is what really, really bothers me. I really wanted them to drag this to court and go to a long trial. You know why? Because I would want to see all these owners, one by one, in the court of law, sit in front of peers and judges and say on the oath what was really going on, what they were really thinking. Because let me tell you guys something. I know some of you watch some of these TV shows, Law and Order, whatever other judge and, and, and court cases and court shows you've seen. When somebody is on the oath, when somebody's life depends on it, when their money depends on it, when their family, when their jail time depends on it, people will spill the beans very quickly. And I'm sure there were owners in the NFL that they were clenching, man. They were just clenching because they knew if they had to sit under there, under under oath, huh, man, who would know what would have came out of there? And that's the only regret I have with this whole NDA and this settlement, man. I'm happy Colin Kaepernick got his money, but on top of that, he advanced his cause. Colin Kaepernick is not just, he's not a man anymore. Right now, Colin Kaepernick became a symbol. A symbol for equality. He became a symbol for protesting. He did it the best way. He did it silently. He wasn't making noise. He wasn't screaming. He wasn't walking down the streets. He wasn't shooting up folks. He wasn't doing all these crazy things. Throwing tear gases into people's homes. Because there are people who protest like that as well. And there's countless of them over the years. We've seen. Colin Kaepernick did it the nice way. He inquired about it. He talked about how he wanted to go about this. Colin Kaepernick became a symbol. His sponsor Nike stood by him. And Nike's been known for that. People criticize Nike, but guess what? Nike stop. If you didn't know, Nike stop stock rather <laughs> went up the highest around that time when they held on to Colin Kaepernick. My point being is, and to bring all of this in context, not because you have all the money, not because you're a big league, means that people can't get information about you. Matter of fact, the NFL is that company. The NFL is that league. If you like, just like you look in the movies, you see in the movies. They pay the guy to pay the other guy to keep the information clean. Or to get rid of the one guy who has incriminating information. And in this case, they couldn't get rid of Colin Kaepernick. Because Colin Kaepernick became bigger than just Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick became the Hispanics. Colin Kaepernick became the black folks in America. Colin Kaepernick put out there that it doesn't matter. And I admire Colin's... Collins' persistence with this. He, self, he said it himself. Even if he lost his sponsors, even if he lost his livelihood, which in a sense he did lose his livelihood. But he said, I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. And that, to me, is an iconic figure. What does that mean for Colin Kaepernick moving forward? Is he going to get a job in the NFL? I still believe he won't get a job. But it's unfortunate that this is turning out to be more of a the NFL paid him money just to hush him up and stay away. Because I look at it this way. The NFL can't tell Colin Kaepernick anything now because I believe he has all the leverage. He took their money. And if he says, now nah, I want to play in the NFL, teams are going to have to think about it twice. Because guess what? He can reopen another grievance case and say, oh, even though y'all pay me, y'all still don't want to give me a job. If Colin's really serious about coming back to the NFL, and I believe he is, Based on all his social media videos and all the other things his trainers have been posting. 
He kept himself in shape. Somebody who doesn't really care, somebody who doesn't really love the sport, somebody who doesn't really want to come back and play in the NFL, they're not going to keep themselves in shape like Colin Kaepernick has for the past two years. The man is an icon. To become an icon, you have to do something that people have never seen before. Michael Jordan, fly through air. Kobe Bryant had the Mambo mentality. He just wanted to kill folks. Julius Irving, he was a flying plane. Dominique Wilkins was a flying plane. Magic Johnson, he created Showtime. To become iconic, you have to change the world. And that's what Colin Kaepernick has done for the past two years, man. Martin Luther King, you think if he kept his mouth shut, he would be who he is? Will we remember him the same way? Rosa Parks, if she wasn't defiant and sit on that bus... Where will we be today? So think about that. If Colin Kaepernick didn't decide to stand up for what he believed in, if he didn't give up millions of dollars, if he potentially gave up his career forever, he knows, I know, and you know, he did it for the right cause. Because equality should matter. Not just in America, but the entire world. Ah, we've come to an end of another episode, episode number 22. I'm glad to be back. That week I was away, I missed it so much. I'm glad my voice is back to 100. I hope you guys enjoyed it just like I did. But of course, before I let you guys go, remember, our store is still online, man. Store.statmanpodcast.com. Buy your merchandise. The hats are on the way. They are one month away. So you can wrap your shirt and your hat of course, those of you, once again, who've been showing the support, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to iTunes. You can listen to Spotify and tune in as well. Rate and review. That will help us out immensely, guys. And next week, prepare yourself for another bombshell in episode number 23. And I've been mentioning for weeks, we have upcoming guests, special guests once again from particular places that you guys will want to listen to. So prepare yourself. Look for the advertisements online on Instagram and Facebook at Statman Sports Podcast. Let's keep this thing going. See you next week. Statman signing out, baby. Thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast. See you next time.